let you know I'm too nice I'm a cold nigga, only right I rock ice So fresh to death, I'ma probably die twice When they study on my moves, look like Kobe highlights Off top, let you know I'm too nice I'm a cold nigga, only right I rock ice So fresh to death, I'ma probably die twice When they study on my moves, look like Kobe highlights I'm black, mom be in the booth, pre-gaming with a joint Even if they tie my hands, they gon' still feel my point I'ma still talk my shit Hey, what's poppin', man? It's your boy, Ray Guevara, of the motherfucking Take and Bake Show, home of the highest takes on the net. Back at it again, coming with that motherfucking fire for y'all, like, every week. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know how I go down in this biage. Got a lot of shit going on. Okay, Joe Sway in the building. Looking real comfortable in this motherfucker, as per usual. You still white? Yep. Got Kareem in here. Let me get a dollar. Gotcha. the fuck I'm talking about. Um... Without further ado, bro, as y'all see, I started the show getting high than a motherfucker, right? I'm on this goddamn strain today. I had to run this sherbet back. I know this is a strain if you from the base specifically been out for a cool minute, but a OD is still a motherfucking goodie or blackberry sweet or just whatever fuck niggas. One of them phrases. Um, this shit really hitting. It's definitely the total package when it comes to weed. As y'all notice, I don't never really got no low ratings on these motherfuckers because I don't smoke that weak-ass weed or that shake that niggas be rolling up. That's like... One of my pet peeves. But back to the fucking sherbet, bro. This shit is, like I said before, indica-dominant, you know what I'm saying, hybrid. But it's colloquially the best of both worlds. It's definitely not a strain that's going to slump you. The taste is definitely there. And it don't leave you with, like, a stuck feeling. It's enough of the sativa balance to have you, like, in a cool space. But I want to go on a tangent real quick. I know you motherfuckers can't smoke, but I fucking hate, or I don't really smoke with niggas now, because, you know, I don't know if y'all heard, it's like a deadly global pandemic going on. So, yeah, but I don't really be passing joints like that, but my nigga, like, I used to hate when niggas used to match or, like, you know, you link up with your niggas to go smoke or whatever. Or if you're white, just with your other friends. And, um, yeah. Or if you like Joe, you link it up with niggas, you just not gonna call him that. <laughs> but, uh, no, you go match with somebody, right? Y'all both got cool size, whatever, roll the fuck up. And these niggas is rolling up some bullshit-ass weed, so it, like, benefits you zero to hit what the fuck they have. You just, like, damn, like, I could have stayed at home and smoked this shit to a fucking neck, like, instead of smoking some bullshit weed with a nigga. Like, that is bad etiquette. If you are going to match somebody or you're sharing weed and you know you got some booth, like, reschedule that shit so you have adequate weed. That, you know, what Smokey said, you fucking around and get that shit somewhere else. Simply not it. You got to have better weed etiquette than that. And if that's all you got, to let a nigga know ahead of time. Because they'll probably, like me for sure, they'll tell you to just keep that shit. We could just we could just smoke mine until you get right. Like, I don't know. Like, I've reached that age to where, or fuck, maybe it's not even age. Maybe it's the point of highness. If that's a word, you niggas can Google it. I'd rather not smoke than smoke bad weed. You know what I mean? If you are willing to smoke some bullshit-ass weed just for the sake of getting high instead of just like waiting nigga till you get some regular weed there's a bunch of programs online that you could probably apply to because you nigga, you got a problem at this point the weed is smoking you and you're not smoking the weed <clears throat> but i digress nigga let's get into the motherfucking nfl aka the niggas felice if this was y'all first time popping into the show because that's definitely what type of time these nfl motherfucking niggas is on um 
Now I know it's draft week, but I kind of want to. I want to get into some news that I heard, and it's gonna have varying opinions. I know. Um, Forty Nine er fans listening to the podcast, you guys may be familiar with a guy named Earl Thomas. Any Niner fans in the building? I'm just, okay. Yeah. Um, he was kind of wrecking the fuck out of the 49ers consistently for like many, many years when you guys couldn't beat them in the playoffs and shit. Yeah, well, Earl Thomas has been out of the league since 2019. Last had a stint with the Ravens. Um, I know niggas remember he was one of the people that kneeled, so it kind of affected his stock as did like, you know, age and other injuries. But he's still a relatively young man, and he has announced his intentions to return to the NFL. And um, I know, like, everybody be getting hyped about people coming back. Or some people, you know, just feel like niggas don't got it no more. But I think Earl Thomas is one of the rare exceptions, all trolling aside. I think that he still has some pretty good fucking football left in him. And by the way, motherfucking secondaries is getting torched in the playoffs and all the goddamn points that are scoring the NFL now. Like, a solid, hard-hitting nigga like Earl Thomas definitely could deserve a spot, like... Shit, like, n- n- all jokes aside, I think with the Niners secondary si- situation, it would be a good look to fucking throw a flyer out on that nigga. I mean, he didn't look terrible in Baltimore the last time he- I seen him on the field. So, shit, shout out to Earl Thomas. I think that he could still be maybe not, like, the level of impact player that he was, but I think it's definitely still some game left in cuz. And it's a lot of niggas weaker than motherfucking Earl Thomas that's still playing right now, so... But he definitely still deserve a shot. But I guess that shit up for interpretation a little bit. I guess you could argue that there's a reason why he hasn't gotten signed or a reason why he quit in the first place. But I don't think it had anything to do with ability or heart. You know what I mean? I think it was just timing and the situations he was in. So I don't I think a team will pick a flyer on him. I'm not ready to guarantee it yet, but I definitely could see that shit happening. <clears throat> which ain't really that uncommon in the NFL. And while we on the motherfucking subject, the niggas have been out for a long trying to make a comeback. Colin Kaepernick, a.k.a. Kareem's fraternal twin. Big news concerning Kaepernick, if you hate that kind of thing, or if you're into that kind of thing. You know, he's been doing a lot of press lately. He did get the workout that Pete Carroll provided for him, which is kind of the alley-oop. He bit on Brandon Marshall podcast, politicking um, today. In a complete shock to me, Mark Mullet-Cut Davis. Bowl cut, I'm sorry. Medium-sized bowl, like for spaghetti the second day. Um, came out today and said he would welcome Colin Kaepernick on his team if the coaches felt like it was a necessary thing and that it would be a good fit, that he has been able to meet him and, you know, learn a little bit more about his stances and all that, and he would he respects him and will welcome him on that team. And to that, I'm real conflicted, my niggas. I'm not even going to lie. Ready to put that Raider jersey back on. <sighs> that, that silver and black. You know you, got him, seven. you know you got him in the closet stuck still. Yeah, football jerseys are really expensive, though. Um, nah, but I'm conflicted in a sense that I got to believe it when I see it. It sounds really good. It's definitely taking a humongous leap, right, by saying you will welcome on a team. But that's no different from what Pete Carroll did 
way the fuck back when. He just didn't physically say it, but he brought him in for the workout, said he looked great and that he could play, but didn't give him the opportunity. This shit really doesn't mean anything if the opportunity is not provided. It's just fucking lip service and some headlines. Like, I don't get why you other owners, nigga, even if y'all didn't want to bring him in, it would be real easy to get some good PR points by just saying you wanted to anyway. Like, hello. But I think... I don't know Kaepernick's representatives or no shit like that, but my nigga, like, jump on this opportunity. For sure. Call this nigga's bluff right now. Put down the goddamn Afro pick and the goddamn blue magic hair grease, nigga, and get on the phone ASAP. Book a fight. Nigga, Southwest probably got cheap flights right now. Ain't nobody even gonna bother you on there. You know what I mean? It's gonna be all niggas on that flight for sure. You know what I'm saying? So... Man, um, nah, cap ass ain't gonna get in the game except for he could do it, but yeah, but but what I'm saying, but look, Mariota, cap can do everything Mariota did his Raiders tenure for less. Yeah, like it again, less money. You know what I mean? You can't say he's gonna be a distraction in Las Vegas because I'm gonna tell you some shit. It's been some distractions in Las Vegas <laughs> in recent times, nigga. I don't know if y'all are aware, like. You know, a lot of gangster shit happened with the Raiders organization last year. So you niggas should be perfectly comfortable with distractions. You made it to the playoffs with them. And, yeah, I don't know who their backup quarterback is right now, but... I I don't know. If it's more than lip service, um, I'll respect that. I would definitely respect that. Joe, as far as being a Raider fan, again, after that, I really don't like football enough to commit to that right now. If if he went back to the Niners, I would fuck with it. More than I fuck now. Like, I'm completely detached and removed from football anyway. Nigga, I ain't play Pop Warner. I don't even know who the fuck Pop Warner is. Nigga ain't my pop. Know who my daddy is. On the set, nigga. Um, nah, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, If I had to put a percentage on Kaepernick actually playing for the Raiders or in the NFL next year, it would be close to fucking zero. So, yeah. Um, but I hope it does happen. I really hope it does happen. He's a nice young man, for sure, for sure. Um, now, NFL draft was today. Jags had the first pick. You know, they do Jaguar things, but it was obvious, you know, what direction to go. So, you niggas got the internet. Y'all can look into that. I want to talk about the biggest surprise for me. In fact, matter of fact, I'll give y'all multiple surprises for me. Biggest first-round surprise for me in this motherfucking draft. Um... Shout out to Joe for getting A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown confused earlier, too. That shit was funny as fuck. Um, but, yeah, the Titans' A.J. Brown, who, you know, been speculating rumors and such, even though, you know, some motherfuckers don't like to see shit until it comes to fruition, which I understand. But, you know, he was having contract issues. He is traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for the 18th overall pick and a third pick. He is also getting a four-year hundred million dollar contract with 57 million guaranteed upon signing with philadelphia so they now have Devonte smith and the only issue i see with this because i think aj brown's a pretty good receiver i think he could do better with a quarterback outside of Tannehill. but i'm not sold on that nigga jalen hurts i'm not but having those two players there she'll prove a year jalen Rookie year, you know, rookie, you get a little a baby pass, right? 
Niggas didn't have shit going on in Philly. Best shit going on in Philly was Meek at that time. You know what I'm saying? And that nigga don't play football. Now, last year, you look like you look like some outdoor that in the area that doesn't get a lot of rain, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a weed reference. If you guys don't smoke, and it's not good. I'm kind of talking shit, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think it's a reach. I think that the Titans got Derrick Henry. So at the end of the day, it don't really matter who the receivers are as long as you niggas catch a little bit. But it might come back to haunt them if they don't get at least a couple of, you know, semi-known names that could get the job done. Because I believe they lost Julio as well earlier. So, you know, you need something back there. And A.J. Brown is a solid player. So hope it don't bite him in the ass. But, again, they're just going to get the ball to Derrick Henry 100 times anyway. So... In the grand scheme of things, they'll probably have the same amount of success as they have had, which is more than Jeff Fisher. Uh, second biggest surprise. Might be a shock to you guys, but yes, I'm going to find a way to bring Jared Goff onto the motherfucking podcast. The Detroit Go- Lions. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get the name confused. This weed is really strong. Um, Making moves. Making considerable fucking moves. They got a good quarter franchise quarterback. So now they're trying to like really push to win more than fucking like only two or three games. Um, They motherfucking traded two second round picks and a third to move up to number 12 in this draft. And they already had um a pick within the first five, which they upgraded their um line. Move up to 12 and select... The from from the Alabama University, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Jamison Williams. He did tear his ACL in the uh, championship game, but his track for recovery is looking good. He's ahead of schedule, and they said it was only going to be a five to seven month uh, recovery timeline for him. Anyway, he's still a very young man. Giving golf more weapons, dangerous. What made that trade crazy though? It was like an inner division trade, so they had swap with Minnesota for this. Which makes me, hey, Minnesota, you niggas, y'all don't think y'all got a fear to golf. Y'all think that this nigga is not the number one stunner. Y'all felt real confident enough to trade within y'all fucking division. I don't like that disrespect. You know what I'm saying? And the golf five going to have to unite. You feel me? Um, and turn up on you niggas. Like, that's a, that's real confidence making a draft trade that high it, for a division rival. I don't know what you niggas is on, but... You give a top-tier quarterback, like my nigga Jared Goff, a, a weapon. Oh, yeah. A weapon like Jameson. <laughs> it's turned up, baby. It's turned up. That's all I got to say. Nah, but that honestly, like, I didn't think the Lions were going to be that aggressive to get a wide receiver, being that they have a plethora of fucking needs. I I know that they they had taken a quarterback last year, but uh, kind of don't know what the fuck is going on in Detroit. Kind of expect the same results that have been happening year after fucking year after fucking year. But that personally, that move was definitely like out of left field for me. Like I didn't expect them to be that aggressive. But when you lose that many motherfucking games for this amount of time, I guess your ass got to do something. Now. Last draft note. Debo Samuel is still a San Francisco 49er. I don't know what the fuck is going on in Santa Clara, but amidst all the bullshit, now I'm kind of like, I was all the way in on nigga did a trade request. He's getting the fuck out of here. 
This situation is just getting completely weird with Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo are still on the 49ers roster, and we have already had the first and second round of the NFL draft. I don't know what kind of gangster shit is going on there. It's not looking real likely that either one of them is going to move anytime soon. And Atlanta took a quarterback, but they already have Mariota, which, you know, whatever the fuck you stand on that. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't tippy-toe on that motherfucker, but wherever the fuck you are on that shit, cool. Seattle, don't know if they're going to roll with Drew Locke, but... Long story short, the destinations for Jamie to go are fucking dwindling, especially for a trade, especially if one that doesn't involve draft picks, being that the draft, as I said, has already occurred. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they can go into the season with both of them still on the roster. And D-Ball, again, I want to reiterate, has already said he ain't coming to no voluntary workouts or none of that gangster shit. So if Jimmy's there, I know he – one thing about Jimmy – one thing Jimmy gonna do is get a motherfucking check. Bet. He don't give a shit if he get traded or not as long as that motherfucking check clear. So, I don't know what the fuck is going on in 49erville. I'm guessing that they have a chance. But shit looking shaky. You can't not get nothing in the first two rounds of the draft. Then not bring Debo back. Like, y'all gonna have to break the motherfucking bank, dog. You're not picking up first round talent. And y'all second round talent is going to be real, real limited. You traded a lot of picks. Not for him. Hi. For this nigga, Trey Lance. And you haven't traded the nigga that started over him last year. And the draft already happened. I'm not the smartest nigga. Doesn't seem like really good play. And I'm going to tell y'all right now. I'm not saying the Niners are going to have a bad season or no shit like that. But. If this doesn't get rectified and they don't get optimal stuff back from Debo Samuel or he misses games or they fumble this Jimmy situation, somebody out of Kyle and John will not make it, you feel me, within the next two seasons. They're going to be the fuck out of here because I don't see how you win and stay competitive without improving the team if it's all about finances. They did pick up Nick Bosa's fifth-year option, which he's a great player, um, regardless of you know, his stance on shit, definitely a great player, but I don't know how they pay everybody. I don't know how they go into that shit and make something happen, but I'm glad that it's not fucking me. Um, Niner fans, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Let me know how y'all think it's going to play out, but it's, it, it, this Debo shit is getting weird, bro, and I'm not really understanding how he's saying people are putting words in his mouth, but he's also not really clarifying a stance or a direction, so... You can't be a victim and a bully. I say that shit all the time. You kind of got to pick a size. Like, you're not really a sympathetic figure. If you don't want to be there, you don't necessarily have to tell the public the reason, but you can't really get mad at people for speculating or going on things that they heard. You're a professional athlete, nigga. It's kind of like practice. It comes with it. That's why, you know, media obligations are required, and niggas get fined for not going to them. But saying that to say... Whatever Debo want that's within reason, pay that man. Nobody in the league is doing what he's doing. You you know what I mean? Which goes without saying. Now, I know his durability might might be a question, but hey, if you want him to be more durable, I don't know. Don't play him at running back as much. Get other players around him that can do a lot. You feel me? But 
we're not going to pay him as no villain either, though. That's what I do want to say. 49ers got their best interest in mind, and Debo got his best interest in mind. It's going to be one of the only times a nigga can capitalize and get a max contract. So they just need to do what's right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to take a small L in the beginning. Maybe you can get them to restructure on the back end or whatever, you know, assuming everything goes right. But you got to keep that core together. If you motherfuckers got a game away from the goddamn show with Jimmy G... Definitely running the whole squad back and having motherfucking Trey Lance back there. You know what I'm saying? You got a good shot of turning up. Especially, you feel me? The Packers is niggas' only competition. Y'all been beating the fuck out of them anyway. And they second biggest weapon is gone. Like the goddamn motherfucking win. So, we gonna see how that shit play out. But, weird, weird, weird times in Santa Clara. Weird fucking times in Santa Clara. Um... Big boxing week. Y'all realize, like, I think we were talking about earlier, we have been getting quality boxing for, like, four, five weeks in a row. Like, the schedule is, like, really, really hard. This week, um, we got Shakur Stevenson fighting Oscar Tainted T. Valdez. <clears throat> and he's trying to, you feel me, get a step closer to Undisputed at 130. I got Shakur winning this fight. I don't think nobody that's fighting at 130 right now can fuck with him. I actually think he ready for a Lomachenko fight. Not saying he'll dog him or beat him or whatever, but I think that's where he at. Once he get undisputed at 130, if Loma can't find an opponent, I know he, you know, fighting the war and shit over there right now. I think that would be a good matchup. But I think Shakur is about to separate himself with this fight. Oscar Valdez ain't no slouch, you know, P fail P D test aside or whatever. Nigga's a good boxer. It should be an entertaining fight, but I think this is where Shakur takes that leap, and I got him winning a diamond. I don't think he'll stop him because Mexican fighters, you feel me, they don't be going out. That's that's big facts. Niggas are real warriors, but I think this shit will go the distance, but Shakur is going to dominate. It's going to be an 8-4 fight um, and a clear, clear, unanimous decision for Shakur. I think it's going to be a great fight. I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't be up on the boxing like that or whatever. Shakur Stevenson, he is on the come up. Silver medalist in the Olympics, I believe. Nigga is dope. I'm telling you, y'all. Keep your eye out on him. Um, I ain't want to do this shit because this is like this is like when the fucking Lakers and the Rockets playing hoop, right? If the shit could end in a tie and both of them take a fucking L on a record, it would just make my fucking heart smile, right? I hate both of these niggas. Um, Tyson Fury fought Dillian White in the UK, you know, 94,000 people in attendance, you know what I'm saying? Fight still didn't look lit, but not to me. You hear the bullshit music them niggas came out to? That shit was crazy. Fury was fucking trolling. This nigga really came out to that Biggie song after that shit went viral with him saying nigga, and ain't nobody could do nothing. Dillian White was one of seven black people at that fight, and it was 94,000. And Anthony Joshua was the other one. Shit ridiculous, but... I mean, yeah, you you can only fight who's in front of you. You can only fight who's in front of you, but I... Tyson Fury is hard to bury the fucking lead. He dominated the fight and won by a TKO on a pretty nasty uppercut. He caught Dillian White coming forward in the sixth round. Everybody knew this nigga was going to win. This was a fucking money grab. I can't stand Dillian White as a fighter anyway. He just got dropped by Pavekin not that long ago. 
Shit was real, real pointless. And Fury said he was going to retire, but he did drop him. He's still undefeated. You know, um, I guess he looked impressive. I mean, I don't, I can't really gauge the fight because I don't think that he fought somebody that's good. You feel me personally? But as far as me, you know, one of the big takeaways from that fight is Fury said he was retired. I'm going to tell you niggas right now. If they offer him 100 M's to fight the winner out of Joshua Usyk, all that retirement shit is coming out the motherfucking window that day. But Dillian White done beat the shit out of two black fighters in a row. Man gotta be stopped. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, I mean. Yeah, he done beat the fuck out of um, two black. This nigga gotta be stopped. I don't know who can stop him, though. But it definitely ain't Wilder. <laughs> We didn't figure that shit out the motherfucking hard way. <laughs> niggas gotta let that go. Niggas gotta let that shit go. But I water gonna bounce back though. But yeah, this nigga Fury said he's gonna retire. And people are like, oh, do you think he. Fuck no, man. Fuck no. They're gonna offer him hella money to fight the winner out of that. And it's gonna be for Undisputed. And that nigga is gonna do it. But he's been steadfast and he's gonna retire, man. You know, Tyson Fury is a talking motherfucker. He been talking about everything except for his motherfucking advisor that's wanted by the goddamn uh, United States government for $5 million. But y'all can do y'all Googles on that and form y'all own opinions. He didn't want to talk about that shit at all. He wanted to keep it boxing. But he be talking about everything in it, every motherfucking other thing, though. But shout out to Tyson. I'm not going to knock him. He's still undefeated. Definitely, however you want to slice it, you can bring up competition. One of the best heavyweights of the era. But he did pop positive for motherfucking PEDs. And then that's when the depression and weight gain sunk in. So, yeah, I mean, real, real convenient time to go on a hiatus when your ass is about to get suspended anyway. But, you know, hey, I, I can't knock his in-ring accomplishments. PEDs are not, like, nigga doing his thing. Nigga doing his thing. You're definitely doing your thing. Um, Other big fight, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, you know what I'm saying? First time two ladies are headlining a main event, Madison Square Garden, you know what I'm saying? Big time, big time for them, for for all the marbles, undisputed, you know. And what I do think is dope is just because it, I know a lot of people may not super be in the women's boxing yet, but what just make this dope is on top of it being history, even though it's two different promoters, they coordinated it to where the main events – this Shakur fight and the Valdez uh, fight will not intersect with the uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda Sarayan fight. So even if you can't watch all the undercards, it's pretty dope. Like, they're not making you pick which one. You feel me? Like, you have a chance to view both. Like, and wherever your stance is, if you like boxing, nigga, boxing is boxing. What the fuck else you about to be watching on Saturday night? Hello? I don't know. Uh, Maybe Ozark or some shit, but nigga, sports, bro. What the fuck? Hit the weed, watch some sports. Um, y'all, <laughs> this wasn't no boxing match because this shit was one sided as fuck. But I gotta bring this up. Y'all gotta stop playing with Mike Tyson, bro. Mike Tyson was in San Francisco for a 420 event. You know, he be doing his cannabis thing. Shout out to Mike Mike on a jet blue flight, and there was a troll, and somebody was literally playing with Mike Tyson, y'all. Somebody was literally harassing Mike Tyson on a motherfucking plane to the point where Mike Tyson had to whoop a little bit of ass on a goddamn airplane. And the passenger got kicked off, not Mike. Mike was good. And the shit was all filmed and documented. 
I want to know how high this nigga was on a JetBlue flight to be threatening and taunting Mike Tyson, bro. Dude got beat bloody, bro. Like, got beat bloody and kicked off the flight. You got your ass kicked and kicked off the motherfucking flight. Is there, what, is there an amount of money that you are willing to take to play with Mike Tyson like that? No. Like, like, are you motherfuckers crazy? Are you motherfuckers crazy? Mike Tyson is still kicking ass. Y'all act like Roy Jones didn't tell y'all. Even in that exhibition, he like, he went home, nigga, hurting. Y'all better stop playing with Mike Tyson. The proper way to motherfucking address Mike Tyson on a flight is not at all. Leave that nigga alone. Wave. Non-threateningly. Y'all niggas is tripping. Uh, he might be older. Nigga might be getting high on some peaceful shit, but that is not a nigga to play with. And y'all already know my rules anyway. Planes is off limits. I don't give a fuck if it's my own goddamn brother. Nigga, if you acting weird on a plane, get this nigga off right now. There's no exception to that. Don't ever make me feel uncomfortable when I'm flying, nigga. This is not the place. Nigga, a whole bunch of gangster shit that happened in airports. I'm already in the air, nigga. All kind of variables, bro. Don't act weird on airports. You automatically need to get kicked the fuck off. And if you are crazy enough to be fucking with Mike Tyson, I definitely don't want you on my flight because, nigga, you're capable of anything at any fucking time, dog. For realer. For realer. Mm. God damn. As I sparked this second wood. Let's talk some fucking hoops, though, man. <clears throat> remember when the Lakers sorry I hate to bring the weak ass niggas up goddamn. but remember when the Lakers and the Nets were voted like the most likely to be in the champ you guys remember that right big Vegas odds all that shit favorites too easy they got the motherfucking brooms out and the Boston Celtics put the brooms to this nigga swept them for Oh, 4-0. People want to make the big story Ben Simmons getting cleared and not ending up playing in game three or four when it was highly speculated that would happen. That doesn't matter. Y'all was already down 0-2 before that shit got floated as a possibility. How is Kyrie and Kevin Durant supposed to be top-tier players and this, that, and the third? Don't need a motherfucking coach or nothing like that. Getting swept? Not even losing. Getting swept? And who was hurt? Who do y'all want to tell me he was hurt? Don't tell me Ben Simmons was hurt. He ain't played the whole time. The fuck made y'all think he was for real going to make a humongous difference or not anyway? You can't say, oh, we lost because Ben didn't play. Ben ain't. He ain't never played. So what the fuck? Man quit on LSU. Quit on Philly. And didn't play here. He said he had a, a mental block that ended up affecting him physically. I'm not going to speculate on that man's body and what hurt and what don't hurt. But it's also not an excuse for them to get fucking sweat. And I do think that I picked, and y'all can go do your research. I believe I picked the Celtics while everybody else picked Brooklyn. I actually said the Celtics in six, so... I, I, you know, I'm off the game, but I really do this shit. That, that was some Stephen Ray Smith shit right there, nigga. Like, I'm telling you. I picked the Celtics. Everybody was telling me, KD this, KD that. I told you, niggas. I told you, niggas. And Stephen Nash, don't think you don't get a tablespoon of motherfucking blame, Stephen. 
what the fuck was going on, bro? You made zero adjustments. You did zero adjustments. And the crazy shit is, right? Kevin Durant, you left for greener pastures. You wanted to play with your homie. I understand Kyrie is your man's. But I remember before you left Golden State, you said that offense was archaic and it wasn't going to work and it was predictable. Hmm. The Warriors are still playing, champ. Finished without having to go into the play-in, champ. All their best players missed a bunch of games. Period. What's y'all excuse? Crickets. What, what, what's y'all excuse? Because you told me the Warriors motherfucker, not me personally, but you, you fucking, um, you can come on the show, though. It's, it's good. I, whatever. But you said the Warriors offense was stagnant. Hey, what y'all running in Brooklyn? What 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 what's going on over there? You taking it back to the OKC shit and having the same results. So you niggas enjoy that. I'm not even gonna get on here and go on a tangent in Kyrie or nothing like that about his choices because you know what it to each his own. But hmm, imagine if Brooklyn didn't have to play the Celtics in the fucking first round because they won more games during the regular season because they had a starting fucking point guard who's on a max contract. Great way, great way to want them to give you that $248 million extension. I, I would really invest. I, I hope you get it, bro. That's all I can say. I hope that you have enough influence and sway over there to get it. But, yeah, to to only get in through the play-in and not make it out the first round, Kyrie been in the motherfucking net since 2019, dog. He didn't even play in the playoffs when they made it that first time as the eighth seed. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, nigga, it looked like you took a stand against the playoffs. Personally, that's that's what it looked like from my vantage point. But, you know, what the fuck ever. I'm sure somebody okay for him. And I'll get on his Twitter rant a whole nother time. But we ain't going to kick Kyrie while he down. But you you don't get swept. You, you do not get swept. Steph Curry has never been swept. This is just what it is. Never been swept. It has not happened. Do with that what you may. You got to stop putting these guys in his tier for sure now, though. That got to end. That got to end. I'm not saying he ain't top 75, but that got to end. Kyrie has done settle without LeBron. Settle. That's Spanish for zero. Settle without LeBron. That's it. And I'm not going to get on the narrative that KD ain't shit without a star point guard or no shit like that, blah, blah. I got respect for KD's game still. I think he got... I think he's lost a step, though. As as LeBron has maintained, like, a certain level, not gotten better in a while, I think KD peaked in 2018. You feel me? And I could be proven wrong. Doesn't mean he's not a great player. Peaking in 2018, where he peaked, is a great fucking place to peak. You feel me? Like, I think going into 2019, he was, like, still maintaining that, but not surpassing that. That's a great level to be at, but I think we've seen the greatest of him that we're going to see. It's not going to get any greater than what it is. Doesn't mean that it's not great. Um, what else I want to get to? Um, mm, 76ers defeat the Raptors in six games. They went up three games and then dropped two. That was really, really, really shocking. I thought um, this was going to be a close series. I definitely picked them to win, but they got to keep the mental focus that they kept. In the elimination game, they beat the fuck out of the Raptors. They beat the Drake out of the Raptors, nigga. 
I'm telling you, they beat them niggas by 30, 30 points about. You feel me? Um, So, yeah, I, I got that one right as well. But I kind of seen that coming. I think Toronto is at least a year away from really, really competing, you know. But shout out to them, though. They did their thing. Um, The Heat also defeated the Atlanta Hawks in five games. Um, I'm on a fucking roll of predicting playoff games, by the way. You niggas run the tapes. I'm I'm on some fucking Steph Curry from a wide open three point line percentage right now with this shit. But um yeah, he got Atlanta out the paint as well in five games. So now we're gonna get 76ers versus the Heat with the Heat having home court advantage. I'll get in my predictions for that a little bit another time. Like nigga, I'm high. I don't feel like doing that. But both of them advanced, which is pretty dope. Um we also had the motherfucking Suns just today defeat the Pelicans, which ended up turning into a six-game, very competitive series, very, very Chris Paul-dominated series. This nigga heard all my slander and has not fucking took a step off since. This nigga's playing amazing basketball right now. Definitely got no Cliff Paul jokes for this nigga, but um, you still bald in the back on the top of your head, nigga. Um, Phoenix will be playing motherfucking Dallas, who defeated Utah today in another uh, very back-and-forth six-game series. Again, I'll get into those later, but, yeah, Jazz got to break that team up, dog. It's time to go. Y'all niggas losing in the first round and shit. Y'all not – y'all not – it's not working. It's not It's not going good. You're supposed to be winning these games. Can't keep getting kicked out of the first round. That shit ain't it and blowing leads and all that shit. Like, nah, it's time to blow that team the fuck up period is overweight good run donovan mitchell will be on the knicks or some shit within the next season or two y'all damn near could take that to the motherfucking bank um and not to the very lead but the go to state motherfucking warriors defeat the denver nuggets in five games joe yeah. i don't know if you remember but i said there was gonna beat the motherfucking nuggets in five games I don't like how you niggas trying to spin the narrative either now, trying to say, oh, Denver ain't good. Motherfuckers was picking them to win. I saw it. I bookmarked this shit. And now what? Steph was coming off the bench, giving you niggas buckets. It was a pool party consistently. Clay is leading the playoffs in threes made right now, looking amazing on defense. Fuck is you niggas talking about? I thought I was a fan. I tried to tell you Laker niggas. I tried to tell you Laker niggas what was going to happen. I told y'all in the beginning of the year, Poole was going to take a leap. Nigga, leap, 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 nigga. I told y'all Draymond was going to be motivated and in shape and playing his motherfucking ass off. Played Jokic as good as I've seen anybody play him one-on-one in years. Even though he still ate. Jokic is a real boy. Big facts. Come on. Come on. Only shit that I've been off key on, I thought Wiseman was going to be able to bounce back. The Warriors is on shit. And Memphis, they are still battling right now. We're going to see if that series goes six or seven games. But the way Memphis has been playing, they've been getting it done. Josh, shout out to him. He had a game-winning shot the previous game. You're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors playing how the fuck we playing right now. How y'all playing right now? Shit ain't going to happen. No way. February. February motherfucking 31st is when that will happen. You niggas is not fucking with us. Even if you play great, it's going to be a, it's going to be 
a series that I'm going to favor the Warriors, how they playing right now. I know y'all see my nigga GP2. Shout out to him for being the 15th uh, man on the team and making an impact. I remember it was uh, people telling me we should have kept Avery Bradley. Y'all know Avery Bradley fishing his shit right now, right? <coughs> nigga fishing his shit right now. I think I think, I think, think the light year shit is working pretty much. But I told you, niggas, that's why I came in the Steph jersey. I'm in the town edition, but it's up. <coughs> this is the second time smoking. <coughs> oh, that should be getting me on the second pool. Um, we gonna beat the fuck out of everybody we play, though. I I know I'm, I said I'm gonna wait on predictions, nigga, but I'm, Warriors is back, nigga. Spinal. Spinal, nigga. Um, Scotty Bards won the rookie of the year. I'm definitely cool with that. Nigga was balling. He even had a good showing for himself in the playoffs. I think he's gonna be a very good player for them going forward. That's not really that controversial for me. Mm. John Morant wins the most improved player award. Gifted it to Desmond Bain, his teammate who was in the running. And Desmond Bain also said he didn't want the motherfucker. Now, I first seen this and was like, oh, you niggas is ungrateful as hell. But it's kind of one of those awards that doesn't really mean much, but it would be cool to have it. So I get it. I just don't understand how a nigga that went number two overall and won the rookie of the year is also the most improved at the same time. Like, nigga, this is why they drafted him. This was of expectation. Like, this is what you're supposed to do when you're taking that high. And I'm taking nothing away from John Morant. The nigga sent my niggas home last year. Big facts. Single-handedly. Made a career high in three-pointers in one game. Couldn't believe it. Nigga hair was in an up ponytail. <laughs> like, a nigga in an up ponytail just knocked us out the fuck. Anyway, I'm off topic. But, yeah, bro, like, shout out to him for winning it, but... Come on, NBA, y'all kind of fucked that one up. Even if the obvious for me was to say to give it to Jordan Poole, but, like, y'all could have gave that shit to Miles Bridges or anybody fucking else, bro. Like, it's a fucking lottery pick, nigga. He got picked after fucking Zion. It's Like, are y'all dumb? Are you fucking dumb? Whatever, though, nigga. Um, shout out to Ja for getting it. Um, James Borrego, the Hornets head coach. Yes, the same one who just got a contract extension last August. You guessed it. He got fucking fired by the Hornets. Fucking fired in the offseason. And I don't know why they keep giving niggas extensions to where you just got to give them a little bit more money and then firing them right after. But I think Micah Jordan got mad as fuck that not one, but two consecutive years. Not only did they not make the playoffs, they only made the play in, but got the fuck beat out of them in the fucking deciding game. But like more than 20 points. That shit crazy, but... I don't know who's going to get that job, but they got to get somebody who can take LaMelo's game to the next level and challenge him to be a better player defensively. But I think they got pieces over there. They just need a center and, again, just somebody who could challenge him defensively to take that next leap in his game. But I think he will be very good going forward. But please, um, I'm tired of seeing that highlight with him throwing that pass to the nigga that airballed the shot right after. The pass wasn't even that tight, even though I fuck with Lamelo. That that highlight is really annoying. I just had to get that off real quick. Um, dope press Sid. I actually had a couple this week because niggas was doing some crazy ass shit. Draymond, you are the first dope press Sid. During the last uh 
you know, Utah and um, Mavericks game, Draymond hops on the motherfucking internet to say, they, talking about the announcers during the game, just said Dallas is dominating this series in the paint. You don't say. Nigga, leave Rudy Gobert alone, bud. Like, why do you keep terrorizing this nigga? Why does he keep getting fucking strays from you all the time? Like, I get it, but stop bullying this nigga, bro. Leave Rudy Gobert alone. The niggas is eliminated now. Just stop bothering this nigga, Draymond. Like, goddamn, bro. You just twisted the knife over and over. We fucking get it, bro. Leave this nigga alone, please, bro. Like, goddamn, turn it off. Turn it off. You're too intense. You're too intense. Uh, my second one, y'all could go on Kyrie timeline, nigga, and, and get the gist of this shit, bro. He's going on a bunch of fucking Twitter rants, but I had to get this. He says, <laughs> say, ask him if he's going to return. I was like, it's hard to say this shit without laughing. This nigga says, when I say I'm here with Kev, I think that really entails us managing this franchise together alongside Joe and Sean. Okay, so Joe and Sean, he's talking about Joe Sai, who's the owner of the Nets, and Sean, the GM. Okay, Kyrie. They not consider you part of none of that. You're not running shit. You didn't even come to work for more than half of the time. Why do you keep talking so fucking delusional like this? You are a point guard. You don't run no fucking franchise. You don't got no job outside of motherfucking playing basketball, nigga. Like, what are you fucking talking about? You're not about to run shit. Kevin Durant has already said he don't even be involved in the everyday workings of daily shit. Kyrie, you got to get that shit together. Nigga, worry about shooting threes, nigga. All right. My quarter of the week, I had Bob Arum. Y'all know I get on this motherfucking roast Bob Arum old ass all the time. He always do many shit, but this nigga was kind of funny for this. Okay. This nigga Bob said, and by nigga, I mean old Jewish dude. Um, he said, Dylan White was so busy fighting for his WC mandatory position that he didn't see Tyson Fury's uppercut, <laughs> which knocked him cold on his ass. <laughs> but watch this nigga Bob is 90. That shit was funny as fuck. I'm not going to lie. I was cracking the fuck up when I see that. Shout out to my boy Bob, bro. That nigga cool as fuck. Um, I also had Charles Barkley, a.k.a. Chuck. Um, that nigga, uh, uh, he said, in regards to Ben Simmons, um, well, if you sit on your ass all the time, your back is probably going to hurt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a physicist or no shit like that, but that's pretty fucking accurate. You know what I'm saying? If Ben been doing a lot of sitting, I will never forget that nigga going to practice in full sweats with a cell phone in his pocket. And then the report comes, he's like actively texting while they doing drills. Then the report comes out, like Mark Jackson, like told, or not Mark Jackson, I'm sorry, another week ass coach, Doc Rivers. Um, This nigga uh, told this nigga to get in a defensive stance and this nigga Ben Simmons just told him no. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined, nigga, in the flesh. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Um, and my athlete of the week, last but not least, J.R. Smith, bro. Man, everybody know he went back to school. He's on the golf team and all that, but he was named North Carolina A&T's Academic Athlete of the Year with a goddamn motherfucking 4.0 GPA. Big facts. 
He also admitted that they was getting high as fucking a bubble in 2020, but nigga, that proves, you know what I'm saying? There's no limitations on nothing, you know what I mean? You could be a stoner and still be productive, you feel me? You could come out of high school, be a professional athlete, go back to college and still get your shit done. I want to shout out JR for that, though. Dope to see him go back to school and make some shit happen, and he really don't have to. Nigga been literally rich since he was a fucking teenager, bro. Dope shit. I love to see that, man. I love to see that. Um, Warriors winning motherfucking championships. Buy some goddamn long with a vibe.com. Pay, nigga, hit it up. Hit it up. Buy everything in that motherfucker. We got a whole bunch of shit on there. Um, And the Dub Nation Highlights remix is out too, nigga. Yeah, it turned into commercial at the end of this shit. It's your boy Ray Guevara. It's a Take and Bake podcast. Home of the highest takes on the net. Yeah.